Today's episode is brought to you by Restaurant.com. With Restaurant.com, you can save at thousands of restaurants across the country with just a few clicks. Their dining deals range from $5 to $100, never expire, and cost you a fraction of face value. Dinner has never been easier with Restaurant.com, used for dine-in, takeout, or delivery. Restaurant.com is offering our listeners 50% off their next purchase by going to www dot restaurant.com slash podcast that's www.restaurant.com slash podcast for 50 percent off your next purchase restaurant.com is the best deal every meal no flags down smith scores and the carolina passes win in overtime Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And it is preview show. It is the weekly preview show. Uh, we'll be talking <laughs> Panthers versus Saints. You don't uh, seem so we- sure there for a second. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, yeah. this is. Uh, we did not have a game today, so this is definitely the preview show. Uh, we- week seven in the NFL slate, and man... Uh, Seven weeks, Jerry. We made it seven weeks into the NFL I, season. I feel like I just blinked, blinked, and all of a sudden we're here. I mean, what I happened? Know. We wait. It's that's the thing about the NFL season, right? You wait that long off season, and then when it's here, and it just flies by every year, <laughs> even this year. Yeah, it's. Crazy. We thought this one would drag on a little bit, just with all the COVID. Nope, just flying right by and we're happy where the panthers are at way further along in their rebuilding than we were expecting or at least i was expecting Mm -hmm. i think most most people who uh follow the team closely i think are pleasantly surprised and happy with with where things are we will be doing our uh i guess our halfway recap you know panthers halfway home uh, a couple of weeks from now where we'll talk more about where the Panthers are and where we expected them to be and everything like that. But uh, this week, we're, we've got some unpleasant news, unfortunately, to talk about with the Panthers. More COVID-related news, unfortunately. Uh, but we will kick it off, as we always do, with some NFL news. Jerry, take it away. The Dolphins have named Tua Tagovailoa as their starting quarterback going forward and have benched Ryan Fitzpatrick. Poor That's Ryan a- Fitzpatrick. Yeah, he's been playing well. I mean, obviously, he always goes up and down, but he's been playing well for them. They're competing for the AFC East title. I know two is the future, but kind of feel bad out. for him. Yeah. Yeah, they're game out of first place. They're three and three. Uh, Fitzpatrick is having a pretty good season. I mean, he's, you know, 10 touchdowns, seven interceptions. I think he has two rushing touchdowns as well. Um, I was researching him a little bit for fantasy earlier. Um, but he's he's been playing well. Obviously, I would not add him to your fantasy roster at this point, though. <laughs> well, supposedly, <laughs> they did not even let him know. They told him yeah. on a Zoom meeting with Tua, with, like, it's a big conference. They didn't, like, pull him aside and say, hey, jump on this call real quick. Let, let me talk. And supposedly, other players are saying that he was broken up, you, you know. I'm sure, yeah. He said it felt like he was fired, which... You know, he's still going to get paid. He still has his job or a job, but obviously he likes, he's a competitor. He likes being out there. And I, I've always liked Brian Fitzpatrick. I mean, yeah. 
you know, Harvard guy, smart guy, kind of great personality. It seems like. Yeah, he came into a few years ago. (laughs) I mean, he he came into the league as an undrafted guy, worked his way up, and he's all he's stuck around forever now. You know. Yeah, and, and this isn't past- the end of his career or anything, you know. Or not, it's not a career eulogy, I don't think, for him. But uh, yeah, you know, you never like to be benched when things are going well. Like that team's yeah. playing pretty well. So that was just kind of an odd one. Yeah. Um, but happy for Tua, by the way. I mean, this guy like a year ago, people didn't know if he was ever going to play football again. Yeah, very so, true. Nice, nice for him. Uh, moving on. The Buffalo Bills cut starting guard Quentin Spain after giving him $15 million extension in the offseason. First of all, wow, why did you sign a guy and then cut him? That just feels very Washington football team, not not Brandon Bean. I don't know a lot about this one. Um, Was there any reason given? Uh, No, just that they they decided that they wanted to go with a younger – Another young guy that's not going, costing him so much, a former second-round pick from last year. They're like, and we don't want to pay him, so we're... And this is the reason why I put this in our NFL news. Otherwise, it's just falling. (laughs) Should we go out there and, like, knock on his door and be like, hey, we have some issues, and we have some, you know, more issues coming up when Panther talk. I I was just about to say, but based on some of the news that we're going to be talking about here soon... Uh, anybody that has starting experience out there on the O-line, we should be talking to. Exactly. That's what I was available. saying. Yeah. That's why I brought him up in this. I think we should maybe go make make a play for this guy. Um, yeah, I agree. He's got $15 million extension that he's automatically going to get his bonus from that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how much you have to pay him. And it's, even if it's a one- or two-year deal, I mean, the O-line, having good depth is not a bad deal. Yeah, I wouldn't mind giving him some money for the rest of the season. I mean, why not? We got the cap space. But we do, and it's and honestly, if it's just for the rest of the season, it doesn't hurt us at all moving forward. It doesn't hurt our rebuild. It just helps keep Teddy from getting destroyed yeah. due to lack of offensive linemen. <laughs> all right, speaking of offensive linemen, Las Vegas Raiders starting left tackle or right tackle Trent Brown was placed on reserve COVID list and sent their whole starting offensive lineman home. I mean, I can't blame them for doing this. This Their whole O-line, they were just like, nope, you all go home. And yeah. We'll come back in a few days once everybody tests negative a few times. Yeah, that's going to be the key, right? Is How many, how many times are they going to make them test negative? I assume at least three or four probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and what if... They start testing positive. Like, are the Raiders just not going to have any? I assume if most of them test positive, they'll probably try to move that game. Yeah, they'll move the game. Or do they have to go a lot of reserves? I don't. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's the way we're living in this season. Yeah. Yeah. Now let's go into, I would say, fun news because it's Panther news. But unfortunately, it's there's nothing fun most this week. Most of it is very much not fun so we're gonna go ahead and start off the panthers went ahead and placed wide receiver keith kirkwood and safety justin burris to the ir keith kirkwood i don't expect to see him again this season he was on ir he came back last week i saw him in one play got rocked 
and I texted you, and mm-hmm. back to the IR, and that's where yeah. he's at. Yeah, he actually came back in that game and played the rest of the game, so I don't know why he's on IR. Justin Burris, I think we expected, based yeah. on the way he was carted off the field and or carted off the sideline, I guess, but um, definitely knew that he had some rib issues there. So I haven't seen, have you seen what any like definitive news about, is it a cracked rib with him? Uh, I haven't seen any definitive news. All I read was rule expects him back this year. So yeah, yeah. he's going to be a boomerang IR guy this four, four to six weeks. Probably. Yeah. That seems like the standard. Yep. Now, moving on. The Panthers sent players, coaches, football staff home on Monday and began working remotely for Monday and Tuesday following a unconfirmed COVID-19 test. Later in the day, guard Michael Schofield was placed on the reserve COVID-19 list. Not good. No, not good, and the today's news is even worse. And so on Wednesday, the facility opened back up, but they did place kicker Joey Sly and offensive lineman Trent Scott on the reserve COVID-19 list. Now, just because these guys are on this doesn't necessarily mean they tested positive. could just right. mean that they came in close contact with somebody who tested positive, yeah. and therefore they have to sit out. And that seems to be the case with Scott and Sly. Uh, mm-hmm. At least as of right now, they have not tested positive. Uh, I don't know if that means, I mean, they're placed on the list. Does that mean they're definitely missing this week's game? I, I don't I think would so. Assume... I think you have to have so many uh, like negative tests, and it's only Wednesday. So yeah. I mean, if you're tested today, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I mean, yeah. Why would they put him on the list, though, I guess would be my question. Why not just send him home for a few days? I, I don't know. I, yeah. I, do, I don't know the intricacies of the way this is. Either way, two offensive linemen on the COVID list mm-hmm. at the same time is not not good, especially when we're you know also missing Dennis Daly. Uh, you know, who knows if he'll play this week. Yeah. So, and, and that's I, why I, mean, I brought up the Quentin Spain up earlier up. because – Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, now that the the thing that sucks is, even if we wanted to talk to Quentin Spain, like he he has to go through, was it seven or ten days worth of testing mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff before he can even come in and start practicing. Yeah, you're so, absolutely. We wouldn't be able to get him in till honestly probably after the Atlanta two game. Yeah, because that game's on Thursday, so I don't think he would be available by then. Yeah. Now, uh, by, by the way, Joey, like, get well soon, man. If anybody I, can get past, now they may want to test Joey. You know, if he does have confirmed COVID, you know, once he beats it, and I assume he'll beat it in record time, uh, they may want to, you know, pull his plasma, pull his blood, just uh, find out what it is that makes him so special, and then you know, p- potentially create a vaccine or some sort of miracle cure from that. <laughs> But luckily, Marty Herney was prepared for just this type of circumstances. According to Joe Person, the Panthers have three free agent kickers currently going through COVID testing. Casey Bednarski, Austin Parker, and Taylor Batoilet. 
<laughs> That's probably not how you say his name. But if you read, if you see it, B E R T O L E T, we're going Bertolet. Bertolet, perhaps. <laughs> probably Bertolet. Maybe he's France. I'll say. Uh, I don't think it's for toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's not, but I'm just gonna go with that. I haven't heard of any. I've never heard of any of those guys. Me neither. But I'm surprised I mean, there's not like more notable names out there. I think these are guys that Marty Herney had kind of on the back burner in the COVID like yeah list just just in case because it sounds like he was prepared just for this type of circumstances to throw it in there. Now, Joseph yep. Char- Carlton has also kicked field goals in the past, but you never really want to trust a rookie punter who has done it probably a couple times in college or so. Yeah. Um, now, we had the other guy in the uh, off season. What was his name? Verde or whatever his name was. Yeah, Vedvik or something. Vedvik, yeah. That now would be a good time to have him on the team because you know he was a field goal kicker and a punter, um, but you know Charlton's punted pretty well this year, so I don't I don't think they made the wrong decision there. Oh, I don't either. And again, it sounds like these guys would be available for Sunday. So yeah, yeah. Well, let's hope we don't have to use them. But if we do, then uh, Bertoilet is my guy. <laughs> you just want me to keep saying for toilet. Yes. <laughs> and if he if he makes all his field goals, I will change it to Bertolet. Yeah. Well, you know he'll he'll make his ones. Unfortunately, he doesn't get any twos. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, We're right. gonna get off this toilet humor. <laughs> we'll be right back. After a short break with power rankings and the game preview. This episode is presented by Wild CBD. Wild produces the best tasting edibles on the market using real fruit and all natural flavoring. With flavors inspired by the Pacific Northwest, high quality ingredients, real fruit, and consistent dosing, Wild has become one of the leading cannabis edible producers in the country. Wild's new CBD line currently offers real fruit-infused gummies in blackberry, huckleberry, lemon, and raspberry, and CBD-infused sparkling water in raspberry, lemon, blackberry, and blood orange. Each gummy is dosed with 25 milligrams of CBD and can be purchased in a bottle of 10 or 20. Wild CBD is offering our listeners 30% off of their next purchase from wildcbd.com by using the code P-O-D. That's code P-O-D for 30% off of your next purchase. Wild CBD products are intended only for use by individuals aged 18 or older. Wild CBD products should only be consumed as directed on the label and should not be used if you are pregnant or breastfeeding. All Wild CBD products are made with ingredients containing 0% THC. Consult with a health professional prior to using Wild CBD in combination with any medications or other dietary supplements. And we are back. And as always, we are going over the NFL.com power rankings by Dan Hanses. Last week, we were up to number 14. We had a heartbreaking loss to the Chicago Bears. Chicago. Chicago. And where do you think we are falling? Or are we the staying the same? I don't see us hmm. raising after 
probably didn't raise probably yeah. didn't raise um as usual i have not seen these so this is a complete guess um i mean the bears are a good team five and one although i don't feel like they don't really get respect of being a good team like i would guess that they're probably just fringe top 10 in this in these power rankings so uh, even though they're five and one um so i'm gonna guess the panthers definitely dropped a few spots uh falcons won like a lot of sort of mid-tier teams won i'm gonna say that the panthers dropped four spots to 18 you're very close i was shocked they dropped five spots to 19 oh man okay yeah i was kind of shocked that we dropped so far uh the bears aren't even in the top 10 they are 11 oh wow okay so that's why then they're just not that that's not seen as a good loss by the panthers I don't understand that, to be honest with you. Again, they're 5-1. and one. That defense is for real. The offense, yeah, yeah. very suspect. But yeah. that defense, whew. Yeah. I, well, you know, I will say that I think being at 14 felt a little high, mm-hmm. you know, for the Panthers last week. So um, I, th- I think the 19 feels a little low. I think I'd, I'd have us around 15 or 16 this week. So, yeah. We'll see. I mean, we got a chance to move up even further if we actually beat the Saints this week. So Now, I do have a question for Mr. Dan Hanses. Right above us is the Los Angeles Chargers at 1-4. We, Who we, we have defeated. <laughs> yeah, I. that one I don't get. I mean, are they I one in, They're 1-4 and four and they're ahead of us? They are 1-4. Huh. I well, just that is odd. I don't get that at all. Me, personally... Definitely have us above them. I would obviously that's got to be the only one win team ahead of us. Are there any two team two win teams ahead yes. of us? Yes, the New England Patriots. Oh yeah, well that makes they're, sense. They're two and three. At, where are they? Where are they? They're ranked number 12. twelve. Yeah, that just seems a little high in my opinion for how they're playing. Yeah, especially getting beat. Who did they play last week? Um some red team. <laughs> they lost the to the Broncos. They're very red. Broncos, Broncos, orange. They're orange. Um, yeah, and they, and they were ugly. That was an ugly loss too. So eighteen I'm to surprised twelve. By that, yeah. yeah. Where are I the agree. Broncos? Probably like twenty-five or something, right? Man, you're making me search now. Uh, I was yeah, not well, prepared for yeah, the Broncos. This is power rankings. Power ranking segment. I'm gonna guess they're like twenty-five, twenty-four. The Broncos are twenty-one. They jumped up oh, six okay. spots for one that for that one win. So, yeah, so they've got yeah. So well, you know, Hansis is. I think sometimes he ranks the Patriots higher just because he hates them so much. It's it's a weird thing with him, but uh, who knows? All right. So now I always like to touch on the yeah. NFC South. The Atlanta Falcons jumped up four spots after they blew out the Vikings. They're now 25. Good thing is they won't have the number one draft pick. That's the only Probably, thing good yeah. about that. I The Jets have that. There's no way. Now, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, after that surprising blowout of the Packers, I mean, we're 
watching that game a little bit on the side when it originally mm-hmm. started, and it looked like the Packers were going to just take it and walk down. But It started out fast, yeah. Not so much. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers up to six. They dominated that rest of the game. And any guesses of where the New Orleans Saints, our opponent this week is? Uh, I'm going to say they're probably higher than six. Uh, no. I'm going to say they're lower than six. I'm going to say they're eighth. Close. Number 10. Number 10. I mean, they are three and two. They have some struggles. <clears throat> Um, Michael Thomas really hasn't been in the mix of that offense. We'll discuss Let's that talk in the game about preview. Them. Yeah. Uh, are you ready? Let's ready move, move on? on. All right. So today's game preview, we have a sponsor for the game preview, Jerry. Whoop, whoop. Manscaped. Manscaped. You've probably heard of these guys. They are uh, quite good at marketing. Funny commercials all over the place. Um, So today's uh, game preview is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Uh, Jerry, they sent you and I, very graciously, uh, the Lawnmower 3.0, the kit, right? So we got the razor. uh, We got a couple of, like, creams powders i guess mm-hmm. uh, a nice little carrying case and some boxers and you can get all that yourself and yes. it's high quality stuff like i was very pleasantly surprised with how nice the razor itself was like yeah it's got a little light on it it's waterproof yeah it has a ceramic blade to reduce any uh accidents when you're trimming down there so that's definitely good i don't know about you but i don't want any accidents no, that's not a place you want any blood or... Ugh, why'd you have to say that? That was... No, but the the, the, the lawnmower 3.0, it did, completely avoids all that. So nice, you're dolphin smooth down there if you want to be. <laughs> <laughs> and the well, battery, Jerry, lasts up to 90 minutes. I don't know who needs 90 full minutes to uh, to manscape their family jewels, but, you know... I, I mean, guess I guess you could. I guess, times. I guess if you have a pet bear, I mean, you can fully trim hit the whole if bear without. <laughs> if you haven't trimmed since 1973, <laughs> you might need the full 90 minutes. Uh, it does have an upgraded motor now. The the this is the 3.0 lawnmower. So the lawnmower 2.0, a little bit of a slower motor. This one's got a 7,000 RPM quiet stroke technology motor. Very nice. Uh, it's got its own charging stand, so. It looks good in the bathroom. Um, and right now, guys, if you want to order 20% off and free shipping for your entire order at manscaped.com, use promo code MeowMixPodcast. That's just all one word, MeowMixPodcast, 20% off and free shipping. Uh, they've got all kinds of stuff on that website, t-shirts, boxers. they got like nail grooming kits. It's not all about the below-the-waist stuff. They have some other things there, too. And also ball deodorant, just saying. Who doesn't need ball deodorant? Exactly. That's yeah. and this isn't like a talcum powder where you know you you put it on there and it, poof, you look like LeBron James starting the game <laughs> off. This is nice quality stuff. So make your testies their besties 
Manscaped.com promo code MeowMixPodcast. Let's wow. get into the game preview. Yes. The Carolina right. Panthers, 3-3, three and three, traveling to New Orleans to face the New Orleans Saints, 3-2. and two. And this game will be at the Superdome. There was some question of that earlier this week. They thought uh, the Saints were actually looking into moving over to LSU Stadium, I think, because the uh, New Orleans will not allow them to have fans in the stands at this point. So, uh, But the game will be at the Superdome, at normal place. Uh, let's kick it off as we always do with the injury reports. We'll start with the Saints. Uh, we'll start with the DNPs that did not practice. Taron Armstead, tackle. Nick Easton, center, with a concussion, so that may not go well for him. Uh, Benny Fowler, wide receiver, and JT Gray, with uh, a deep back. Uh, For the full practice, guys, Janoris Jenkins, corner, Deontay Harris, wide receiver, and then Justin Hardy and Michael Thomas, both limited practice. Of course, Michael Thomas missed last week's game with a suspension, so not sure if... uh, Oh, no. Sean Payton has come out and said that wide receiver Michael Thomas's discipline is over and expect a full load from him. They didn't say full load, but just we should expect it. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, Moving on to the Panthers injury reports. Not looking too bad this week. Uh, Have no DNPs, you know, other than the guys we talked about earlier that were put on the injury list. Uh, Dante Jackson, Zach Kerr. John Miller and Curtis Samuel all listed as limited practice. Uh, Eli Apple, Trenton Cannon, and Mike Davis, full practice. So good to see uh, Eli Apple full practicing again. And Mike Davis as well, who got a little banged up in last week's game. Good to see him with no limitations out there. Yeah, that's And then Curtis the- Samuel back on the practice field. That's a big one. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's our Teddy's third down guy. It's very important. Yeah. Definitely. Huh. Um, just looking at the uh, some numbers here, the Panthers are seven and a half point underdogs in this game. That is a little surprising, considering the Saints are three and two, yeah, and haven't looked unbeatable this year at all. And the Panthers have not been playing bad. Yes, they played the yeah. Bears not well. The offense got beat up by that defense, yeah. but the Saints' defense isn't the Bears' defense. Point blank. No. Uh, And by the way, the Saints are giving up 30 points a game. Exactly. So, and now they're scoring 30 points a game as well. So, the Panthers only scoring 23 points a game, but only giving up 23 and a half points a game. So, this is going to be an interesting game. Uh, Over under total points in this game is 51, which is uh, fairly high. So, I think Vegas is expecting a bit of a high scoring game uh, here. So, uh, that's your numbers. Jerry, do you want to sort of get started with the, uh, breakdown here? Um, yeah, you kind of already touched on it. Saints are averaging 30 point, 30 and a half points per game. Uh, but they're also giving up 30 points per game. So they're right around even 30, 30. So it's a toss up. Uh, they're all averaging 115 on the ground with Kamara and only 263 through the air. But again, it's Drew Brees. He doesn't throw... <clears throat> god numbers anymore but he is very efficient and he has been making mistakes this week or this year um now on defense they're only giving up 100 yards per game on the ground um and only 237 through the air but again 30 points per game so somewhere that those points are coming 
Yeah, they must be. Maybe they're turning the ball over a bit or something. Um, the Panthers can score. We've yeah. seen that. Uh, obviously, we ran into a bit of a tough defense last week, but you know, you mentioned Drew Brees, and you're right. I mean, PFF has him ranked as the 21st ranked quarterback in the league. That is well below where you would expect someone uh, with his pedigree, at least, to be. Um, but they have, I mean, that their, their skill position guys are ridiculous. Alvin Kamara is widely considered right now the best running back in the league while CMC is out, you know, mm-hmm. overall running back with, you know, he's incredible in the receiving game. The Panthers always struggle against receiving running backs, so that's going to be tough. Uh, and then he's also getting it done on the ground as well. Um, of course, they've got Latavius Murray backing him up, who is no slouch at all. Michael Thomas, uh, you know, a lot of people consider the best wide receiver in the league. Yeah, and then when Jared he's not Cook suspended. A, yeah, Jared Cook is a great receiving tight end. Uh, a- never Emmanuel been known Sanders. as a. Emmanuel Sanders. Sanders is there. Yeah, I mean, so they've got you know Emmanuel Sanders, not what he used to be, but very reliable, great hands kind of guy. So third down, he's your guy probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they've got Traquan Smith, who is. You know, a very fast, um, shifty wide receiver. So they've got plenty of weapons there on offense. They have a very good offensive line. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the Panthers attack that. Yeah, hopefully Taron Armstead does not play. Uh, he's a very good tackle for them, very good in mm-hmm. passing situations. Because I think hopefully, even though Drew Brees will get the ball out early, he doesn't get sacked. I think he's averaging one sack per game. He doesn't give up sacks that easy. He likes to get the ball out. But you can rush him in the passing game to make some a little bit of Aaron throws. Again, Drew Brees, one of the best all-time accuracy. I'm not not expecting too much bad passes, but he does throw them away a lot whenever he's pressured. Yeah, um, and Taron Armstead is, I know I mentioned him in the injury report segment, but uh, it's a hand for him. Uh, oh, the injury, play. so I would expect he will play. Uh, yeah, I know it seems like we always talk about, you know, our key. To, one of our keys to the game usually is getting pressure on the quarterback, mm-hmm. and I think that obviously is going to be important here. But as you said, Drew Brees gets the ball out so fast. I don't know that our pass rush is going to be that effective in this game. So I really feel like, I feel like what we should focus on in this game is stopping Kamara. Oh, stopping absolutely. Thomas and letting the other people beat us. I agree 100%. I think it's stopping Kamara and going Phil Snow's route of not giving up that big play. Yeah. So mostly stopping Kamara as much as you can stop someone like that. It's it's like trying to stop Christian McCaffrey. You just realistically, you can't stop them altogether. But you can hope that hold them under 100 yards all you know, 125 all to get purpose yards because they're so dangerous with those little dump off passes, mm-hmm. making a guy miss and going 20 yards. Yeah. And that's going to be key is tackling, yeah. wrapping them up when you hit them. Don't just shoulder hit them trying to make the big knockout play, like take them down because our defense right now seems to be built on not giving up the big play. Mm-hmm. Well, the saints offense right now is, short plays and just marching down the field, you know, 10 to 15 play drives. 
Yeah. And that can beat us. And I kind of curious if Teddy Bridgewater and Joe Brady either A will give us a little bit of an edge here just because they are familiar with the mm-hmm. New Orleans offense so well or the vice versa. Is it going to be Sean Payton with the edge knowing Teddy Bridgewater's tendencies or in what Joe Brady likes to do? That is true. Now Joe Brady will have a very intimate knowledge of that offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe even more so, probably more so than Teddy. Uh, although Teddy being on the field. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Um, I would assume that with Matt rule, you know, that offense is not going to be exactly what Joe Brady was running there in, in oh, no. uh, I, New Orleans. But I think the New Orleans offense is going to be very similar to what Joe Brady was used to there. So I think the edge would actually go to the Panthers coaching staff and, and Teddy Bridgewater in that matchup. I, I hope so. Uh, I am a little bit worried about Sean Payton knowing Teddy Bridgewater pretty pretty closely in practice knows what he likes and maybe they can disguise some of their defenses to cause him to make a mistakes. But you know, you're right. I mean, we don't know. And hopefully the Panthers will game scheme it up. We do need to block Cameron Jordan. Very, very important. We've realized, or we've seen last week what happens when too much pressure gets to Teddy Bridgewater. It just, it doesn't go well for our offense. Our offense needs to keep him upright and not running for his life. Yeah, Cameron Jordan, by far their best rusher. He is ranked mm-hmm. 10th on PFF. Um, and then David Onimata, uh, interior defensive lineman, he's also ranked 10th for that group. So um, they've got they've got a decent defensive line between those guys. Malcolm mm-hmm. Brown also. A uh, very good player. So, yeah, the, I mean, this defense is not, as we said, they're giving up 30 points a game. So, it's not like the Panthers aren't going to be able to score on them. I think the Panthers, I think this is going to be a shootout, honestly. I think the Panthers are going to have to score a lot. They're going to have to score touchdowns. That's my key to the game. Score touchdowns. <laughs> I mean, score I, touchdowns. I chuckle, but seriously, Joe Brady, you have to get into the end zone. None of this running mm-hmm. up the middle. Every time you hit the red zone, keep doing what you've been doing all drive long. And that's, you know, passing on first down, doing little out, you know, sweeps and everything else. Don't just, Mm -hmm. oh, we're in the red zone. We don't want to turn the ball over. Yes, we don't want to turn the ball over, but we we need seven, especially against the Saints. The Saints are going to keep scoring. Our defense is improving but the Saints are still one of the best offenses in the league. Yeah, well, I mean, they've got smart people, and as we talked about earlier, are very highly skilled skill players. Uh, but the Panthers' defense is very good. Brian Burns is now up to seventh in edge, uh, edge rushers on PFF. Um, Zach Kerr, the guy that's taking over for K1 Short, is ranked 26th out of 118, so... He's had a good when he's been able to play. He's had very good stats, uh, and our man. I'll tell you what, our secondary uh, corners specifically, Corn Elders ranked fifteenth. Dante Jackson is now up to seventeenth, and Russell Douglas twenty second. So all of them in the top twenty five in corners. That's excellent, and yeah. that's. I mean, there's you know, that's and you've talked. I've talked about it a thousand times. What we consider to be the weakness of our team coming in. 
and they have been lights out. They've been very good. Oh, absolutely. And they're going to need to be very good in this game. And Eli Apple might be coming back too. I mean, he he was right. slotted as a starter coming into this game, and now he's going to be fourth on another, the depth chart. Another guy, by the way, who might know how to attack that New Orleans defense. That's exactly what I was going to bring up is Eli Apple's very familiar with that defense, <clears> and he knows <throat> some of the defensive players' tendency and how to beat them. Maybe, maybe that's another key component here. Yeah. I do want to do a quick uh, check-in on Tahir Whitehead, PFF. He is 80th out of 81. Yay, so. he's beating a guy, another guy. He is, yeah. His PFF <laughs> rank is 27. That is awful. And yeah, it's, his it's pass bad. rush his is score, better yeah. than his run defense. His, he was brought yeah. here as a run defensive player. But his coverage is in the 20s as well, so terrible, terrible. Uh, Shaq Thompson up to 33rd, so yeah. he's been making a steady climb. And then they've got Jeremy Chin. They switched him out of linebacker back to safety for some reason. <laughs> so I'm not even going to worry about his rank. Dude, but I was going to ask you. Just watch him on the field. There's yeah, a yeah. comment of, from Tahir Whitehead about how when they get in the film room, they watch number 21, Jeremy Chin, mm-hmm. and that they say – they watch him, and if you're not putting the commitment in that Jeremy Chin is on the field and not flying around, then you're not doing what you're supposed to do. He's already that type of leader of leading by example on the field. Yeah, uh, which is great for him. Maybe not so great for our defense that we're having to look to a rookie as you know being the leader on the defense. Yeah, you know, I was I was hoping that Shaq Thompson might take that mantle. Does not appear that is the case. Uh, I was going to ask you, do you think having Jeremy Chin sort of shadow Kamara might be a way to help neutralize him? I haven't thought about that, but yes, absolutely. I think he should. With his speed, I don't see why not. I think it helped against Kyler Murray when we he shadowed Kyler Murray. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it's a different different situation there, but maybe you put, you know, Jeremy Chin is fast and strong and should be able to you know as long as he's able to kind of diagnose and anticipate where Kamara is going to be I don't think that's a bad idea and actually it's even better than using one of your defensive players to shadow a quarterback because you still have the mm-hmm. player to player you know advantage the count you know whereas once a quarterback comes onto the field then the advantage goes to the offense we don't have to worry about Drew Brees rushing in this game no. So no need to spy him, but spying Kamara might be a good idea. Yeah, at least have him especially follow. as how involved he is in the offense. Yeah, that's a really good point, and I, I would not hate that idea. I mean, you would have to work it out, you know, scheme wise. But mm-hmm. having one of the, your fastest, you know, guys following him around would not be a bad idea. And Jeremy Chin's a huge athletic freak. So I think yeah. he, he wouldn't be outmatched by getting knocked down and everything else that, you know, corners would be with him. Yeah. Let's talk offense for the Panthers. Um, how do you think they're going to attack this New Orleans de- uh, defense? I know Mike Davis has been having great games except for last week. I just think it's going to go through the air, though. I think we're going to dip and dunk, but I also think we're going to hit a couple big ones over the top. I, I just think that's the way it goes. Sorry. No, I agree. I think uh, just kind of looking at PFF grades here, 
the corners for the Saints, uh, Janoris Jenkins, 33rd, Patrick Robinson, 49th. Marshawn Lattimore is 103. Where did he Chauncey, go? Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is 42nd. So, and then their safeties are all ranked sort of middle towards the end of uh, of their grouping as well. So, yeah, I think I agree with you. Uh, it seems like the strength of the Saints is in the front seven. So let's go in the air. Let's you know let Teddy throw for 350 yards in this game. Yeah. Uh, Where do you think those yards are going to go? I personally think Robbie Anderson's going to have, I don't want to say a breakout game considering he's already second in the league in receiving <laughs> yards, yeah. but he's going to have a breakout game if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, I actually think that DJ Moore, because it seemed like last week he sort of had his, and I'm going to steal your word here, breakout game. Uh, he had a few nice catches and they got him involved early and it sort of went away from him. I think the bears were able to, to kind of get him, uh, bottled up a little bit plus he dropped a few balls but i think he's going to come back he's going to want to make up for those drops especially that one in the end zone uh, and then the one at the end of the game which you know you can debate whether or not he should have caught it or not but i think he's going to come back with a, a passion and and really play excellent in this game uh, i think he's going to be our leading receiver i see i think robbie anderson is so with do that i smell said, do i smell something beer bed of the week Mmm, smells like a, a cold Sam Adams. Ah. That's what see, it smells like, Jerry. I'm local. I'll go with a nice, you know, vanilla coffee blonde from Cabarrus Brewery. Nobody knows what that is. Um, Word. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, listen, we have international listeners. Uh, shout out to Germany. You are still our highest international listening community. Yeah, so, you are. Uh, guten Tag. Dasvidanya. Hey. I don't know. Yeah, you know. Maybe you it's know my German. wife's family. You probably know more than German. Uh, maybe yeah. it's my wife's family over there listening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we love Rammstein here on the Miomex podcast. <laughs> so back <laughs> um, to the beer yeah. bet. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Robbie Anderson with more yards this week, and you have DJ Moore. Yeah, I'll take DJ Moore, uh, and I'm pretty comfortable with that. Oh, good. Watch yeah. Curtis Samuel has a breakout game. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if he's on the field, you know, I'll be happy with whatever happens there. Yeah. Now, do you want to move on to bold predictions? Yeah, why don't you go ahead and kick it off? My bold prediction falls in line with our beer bet. I have Robbie Anderson with 150 yards receiving and two touchdowns this game. Wow. That would I would love that because I feel like if that happens, then the Panthers are in really good shape to win this game. Um, I'm going defense actually here. And I think, uh, I think we're able to shut down Michael Thomas in this game. Mm. I feel like they're going to put a lot of effort into shutting down Michael Thomas, maybe to the detriment of uh, allowing Alvin Kamara to have a big game. But I think the the focus is going to be on Michael Thomas. I think we hold him to under 70 yards receiving no touchdowns. Yeah. I'd be happy with that. I would be too. Now, is there anything else you want to say before game predictions? Uh, just that I really want the Panthers to win this game. I do too. I, I feel do like too. that would be a big feather in our hat. I do too. And a, and a nice win for a young team. 
And it would put us right back in the thick of that NFC South mm-hmm. division. Not that we're out of it. I mean, we're only a game out of first place. Yes. Although we do, we have lost the tiebreaker as of right now to, to Tampa. But well, let's get into the predictions, Jerry. Um, I'm going to go ahead and kick off our prediction, or my prediction at least, for this game. Um, Panthers coming off a tough loss to the Bears, dealing with some injury issues, uh, but they're going to come out firing. This is going to be a Panthers victory here. I'm calling it high-scoring game, 35-31 Panthers. Nice. I I am going to be the sad spoil sport. I am Aww. actually picking the Saints to win this game, 30-27. to I think you take the over on the over-under spread of 51 points. But oh, yeah. I would not be shocked if Panthers pulled this off, and I definitely think that they cover. But well, you I, should you should root for them. I, I obviously am rooting <laughs> for them. <laughs> <sighs> but oh man, I'm well, good. Taking that as my game prediction. So I'm gonna break our. Uh, we always seem to be going for the same. You know, prediction here. I'm glad we're we're different this time, and I can take the lead if the Panthers win in our prediction showdown, or you will take the lead, obviously, if the Saints yeah. win. So I don't want I hope to take you feel the good lead. about that. I hope you feel good about that, Jerry. For making me feel guilty. I just it's a game <laughs> prediction. Hey, Jerry. Yes. Guess what? What? We have a five star review on iTunes. Woo! Big Murray. B I G G. Two G's, Big Murray. That's how big he is. Uh, on Friday, this past week, give us a five-star review. Enjoy the podcast. I look forward to each episode. Keep doing what you're doing. And he spelled your right. So, aces in my book. Thanks, <laughs> Big Murray. We appreciate it, man. We will keep doing it. Yeah. Uh, we love the Panthers, and we love that you listen. And we want to thank everyone for listening. And if you like our show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at MeowMixPodcast. And if you have a question or a comment, you can email us at mailbag at MeowMixPodcast.com. And if you want to be like Big Murray, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll read your comment on the air. We'll be back on Sunday evening. Uh, Probably Monday morning is when we'll post the show, but we'll be here on Sunday evening talking about the game. Uh, Hopefully the Panthers will pull this one out. Uh, If not, we'll still be here and we'll talk about why things aren't so bad if they happen to lose. But uh, we'll be talking about Panthers victory. I'm sure of it. Uh, Until then, everybody stay safe out there. Remember to vote. If you haven't voted already, you can vote right now uh, all the way up until Election Day. So, yeah, take care and keep pounding. (laughs) 